0: live. Hello, this is Cynthia from realliferevise.com, and this is Daily Devotion. Welcome. Where we're reading the Word, and we're sharing it, and talking about it, and praying over it together. And our purpose is to spend some time in the Word and just commenting about it together. So let's get down and get into it so we can get this down into our spirit. So let's get started on Daily Devotion. Today, our topic is Genesis Chapter 3. And so Genesis chapter 3 is really a lot, mostly about the fall of man. And uh, it begins, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God really say? And I'm not going to read through the whole chapter just like the other uh, times that I've shared. I do want to point out that when the enemy comes to us, he questions whether we know whether what God has whether we know what God has said. And so that's another reason why we really need to digest the word and really have that intimate relationship with God. Because when the enemy comes and he'll take the word and he'll skew it just a little so that we don't know for sure, if we're not really grounded in the word, so we don't really know for sure whether or not that was God or not. And so I went ahead and set my timer, so I'm trying to make sure I stay within that 15-minute limit that I've given myself for those of you who have a short time to just join in. So as this, the um, chapter goes on, it, it continues, and where the enemy is asking or really challenging when Eve answers back, he said in verse 4, you will not certainly die. And so he's challenging the word of God. And so... As the chapter goes on, Eve partakes of the fruit or the food and he gives some to her husband who is there with her and they realized they were naked. And, you know, I've always wondered about that. Why, you know, the the tree of knowledge of good and evil and they ate of it and all of a sudden they realized they were naked. And I truly believe before then they were so covered in the glory of God and they were so much like him and they had his presence in them so much that they were covered. And so we find out later in Scripture that when Moses came, you know, down from the mountain and he had the glory of, of God on his face, that um, people, you know, that people had, they had to cover it when it was fading. But let's go on. And so they realized they were naked, and so they hid. And so when God comes into the garden, he says, where are you? And you know, when God asks us questions, it's not because he knows, he doesn't know the answer. but really he wants us to take a look at where we are. And so they answer back and they say, I was afraid, I was naked, and I hid. And I talked last week a little bit about the law of first mention. And here is what we have started. We have a, a, a cycle called the shame, fear, and control cycle, and it starts right here. See, the shame was in when when we do something that the enemy lies about who we are and where uh, because of that we become afraid and then we try to take matters into our own hands and we control so um, shame I was afraid I was naked and got a fr- you know there was fear and so I hid we take control into our own hands and God said who told you that you were naked so, somebody must, you know, something must, uh, some more transactions uh, between the enemy and Adam and Eve that aren't recorded here. And then God says, Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? And then goes down a little further in verse 14, What is it that you have done? And so we have the curses that happen between uh, God, and he curses the serpent. He curses the woman, and he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman when he's talking to the serpent, and and the offspring of woman is going to crush his head. And then woman, of course, has the pain and childbearing, and man has the curse of no longer will the earth cooperate with him while he kills it. He'll have to do that with great um, toil and sweat. And so you know, the desire of the woman, the other part of the curse is our desire is going to be for our husband. So there was a loss in the intimacy between the man and the woman because of the fall. And so I think, you know, we can say there was even really a death to what God created for us to work together in unity. And so there was a mistrust between the man and the woman. And the woman is always trying to recapture that. And her design and her desire is to have that relationship. So she's always chasing after that. And it's a tendency for us to make that relationship with our husband more important than our relationship with God. And our primary reference point should always be God. And so because of the fall, he may even rule over us or our emotions and take advantage of those. And that was not how it was created in the beginning. And uh, it was in verse around 16, part of our curse was, as women, was our desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. And because um, God wants our deepest longing to be on him and not necessarily uh, we are supposed to have that close, intimate relationship with God, but we have that difficulty sometimes navigating between trying to gain our relationship with, with the man or with our husband and and balancing that out with our relationship with who God is. So we know that God, as the scripture goes on in in chapter 3, that God, he covers them with the animal skin. So we know that there was a a shedding of blood to create a a covering for us, and that's in 321. And so we know that the love of God and the covenant of God was even beginning to be established as of then, that God had a plan. That the blood of Jesus would save us, would cover us, and would eventually alleviate all of the fall, all of the um, circumstances or the results of the fall, I guess I should say. And so throughout the rest of the Old Testament, we see pictures of blood covering. It was just a, a holding pattern until the ultimate blood could be shed for the remission of our sins. So the impact of the fall through the disobedience and the terms of our ruling here on earth, we lost the dominion that we had. And, And people will say that Satan stole it, but really he didn't. We gave it over because of our disobedience. And he became the ruler of this world. And so When we apply the blood of Jesus, as we find as we go on later into the New Testament, that we regain all that was lost. So we regain back our dominion and our rule and our power. But the enemy, I like uh, just recently my pastor, he explained it this way. It's like the laws of the speed limits in the land. We can have signs everywhere saying that the speed limit is 55 on a certain road. We can have a law that says the speed limit is 55, but if there are no policemen enforcing the law, people will drive faster than 55. And I think that's something really easy that we can grasp if we aren't. If we translate that that concept into spiritual concepts. If we aren't there, maybe a spiritual policeman in our own life, enforcing the laws of God, then the enemy will continue to traffic even though he's been defeated. And so we a lot of people will wonder, well, if God is in charge or if God has won the victory, why do we still have all this hell in our lives? Well, we still have this hell in our lives because we're not enforcing, we're not taking up our authority we're not declaring the victory of the cross and that shed blood on Calvary that created the remission of our sins. So I just want to pray for you, and we'll close today out, in t- staying within our 15-minute limit, and I just want to bless you with that. that. Lord, we thank you that you are our covering, that, Lord, not only do you cover our sin, but your blood was so pure that it washed it away. It's like it never happened. But that we've been redeemed and purchased by your blood, that, Lord, that we can now declare and we can now operate in your victory, that we now have dominion and rule back. We are now back in the place under your blood and over, under your provision to have everything that you created us to have when you created us in the beginning. That, Lord, that we can rule, we can have dominion, and this is our place, and we declare that with you, Lord. We come into agreement with your word that this world, this earth, the air that we breathe, everything that we see, that we have dominion and rule over ourselves. Faith and our boundaries within it that you've given to us. And so, Father, we ask that you would give, cause us to be good stewards of what you've given to us, and that we would be ones that would be found rulers like you. And I love, just recently I saw um, on a conference that I was attending, that the speaker said, it's almost as if God would say, oh, you did such a good job, that's exactly what I would do. And so, Lord, we ask, that we would be that kind of steward over your property, that you would look and you would say, that is exactly what I would do. And so, Lord, in our relationships with others, in the places that we go, in the things that we steward over, Lord, I pray that we would be ones that would rule as you do, in Jesus' name, amen. So I just want to, to thank you for joining me here today on Daily Devotion while we're eating and devouring and learning about the word and sharing about what we've read. And as I go through the Bible, pretty much chapter by chapter, there'll be a few that I'll skip over, but we're going to just go through and we're going to read certain sections. And so our next one will be, of course, on Chapter 4 in Genesis. I hope you meet me there. God bless you and have a great day.